Oftentimes, the difference between smart franchises and dumb franchises is knowing when to cut bait. Whether it be with a player or a coach, keeping one too long can cause long-term harm to the health of your team. We saw some NFL teams make the smart move already by firing head coaches that either had their team stuck in neutral or reverse. John Fox couldn't help the Chicago Bears get back to relevance like he had with other teams in the past, and after three years of losing, he was shown the door. Jim Caldwell had the Lions perennially on the verge of being the last team in or out of the playoffs, and with no clear forward momentum, was let go by Detroit. Chuck Pagano in Indianapolis, Jack Del Rio with the Raiders, and back Ben McAdoo with the Giants all had their teams going in the wrong direction, and for that, were all relieved of their head coaching jobs. By any measure, all smart moves. Hiring their replacements will be another story, but step one in fixing the problem with a bad team is removing the guy making the on-field decisions. That leads me to the Denver Broncos and Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who, like the teams mentioned above, had a problem this past season with their coaching. The difference, however, is that Denver and Tampa Bay opted to keep their head coaches instead of giving them the boot, and that subsequently puts them behind the eight ball when compared to all of those other teams. Vance Joseph, in his first year with Denver, did a bad job. I know that's simply put, but when you have a team that two years ago won the Super Bowl and still has many of those same players on that roster now, and you can only win five games with them, that's bad. That's why it's simply put, because 5-11, the team that had preseason Super Bowl aspirations, speaks to a poor job by the head coach. Joseph appeared to be overwhelmed and overmatched by opponents oftentimes this season, especially during a stretch where his Broncos dropped eight games in a row, including several blowouts. Back-to-back -back weeks in the middle of the year, they faced the two teams that ended up as the top seeds in each conference, facing the Eagles, followed by the Patriots. In the first of those contests, Denver lost 51-23, and followed that up with a 41-16 loss at home to New England. That just showed how far Denver had fallen. They'd been one of the elite teams in the NFL for most of the past five years, and then this season, when matched up with the class of the league, they were absolutely humiliated. The cardinal sin when taking over as a new head coach is making the team worse, and Vance Joseph did just that. The Broncos and their fans are accustomed to winning and hold their franchise to a high standard of being competitive every season. Joseph showed he was not up to the task of meeting that standard, and Denver is keeping him on board for another go-around. Rounding up the highly questionable decision-making in NFL front offices this week comes in the form of the retaining of head coach Jerk Cutter in Tampa Bay. Cutter had been with the Buccaneers for two full seasons and has compiled a 14-18 record. Now, 14-18 isn't terrible, it's not good, but it's at least not Hugh Jackson bad. My problem with Tampa Bay keeping Cutter around for next year is that it seemed pretty apparent he lost control of his team by the time the season was over. The Bucks went out on a limb when they hired Cutter in 2016, promoting him from offensive coordinator and firing the very well-respected Lovey Smith. Tampa felt that Cutter was the man to lead them to the promised land, even though he was the underling of the coach they decided wasn't doing a good enough job to keep around. Things went fine enough in Cutter's first year as head coach, as the team won 9 games and just missed the playoffs. The Cutter promotion at that point looked pretty smart. 
and then 2017 rolled around. Entering this year, the Buccaneers had missed out on nine consecutive postseasons, and it was supposed to be the year they broke through. They had the talented roster, and they thought they had the coach to make it all come together. After the dust settled, a 5-11 record and last place finish in their division was the end result of year two of Dirk Cutter. Pair that with franchise quarterback James Winston reverting back to some of the more unsavory antics that caused him a lot of criticism during his college days, and it appeared Cutter's tenure in Tampa Bay should have been over. Reports out of the Buccaneers camp indicated as much as well, with news that Cutter was going to be axed and replaced by franchise icon John Gruden at head coach. That, for whatever reason, didn't materialize, and here we are today, with Dirk Cutter still employed by the Buccaneers and raring to go for what I expect will be a disappointing 2018. I'm Jet Stryer, and this is your home for the best quick